all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Don't forget that your skin is your largest organ, and the sun can be your skin's worst enemy. Dermatologist-recommended Neutrogena products offer the ultimate protection for your skin. From makeup remover wipes to Hydro Boost Water Gel Facial Moisturizer, BJ's has your entire lineup of Neutrogena skincare products. And now through December 3rd, save $4 on any Neutrogena product at BJ's. Love your skin back and save now through December 3rd, only at BJ's. You're about to receive a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church, one church in global locations. To find out more about Bishop Foreman and Harvest Church, visit our website at www.harvestchurch.church. And remember to love God, love people, and love life. We're not taking sides, we're taking over. Because I'm unconditionally loved by God and that harvest, I come to God as I am. But through today's life-giving message, I won't stay as I am. This is my banner year, which is my best year yet, in Jesus' name. Amen. Remain standing for just a moment. I want you to go to Hebrews chapter 12. We're in our series, Evolutionary. Say, I'm an evolutionary. Hebrews chapter 12, verse number one. I told them at the 915 that I'm convinced that God loves coffee. Somebody say, why, Bishop? You need to read your Bible. It says Hebrews. You've got to read your Bible, church. got to read your Bible. He loves coffee. I love cream with a side of coffee. Actually, here's what I really like is whipped cream with a side of coffee. That's actually what I really like. So when I go to certain restaurants that buck stars and things like this, when I go to certain places, what I really tell them is, listen, could you give me a lot of whipped cream? Put it in the bigger cup because I want more whipped cream. That's just me personally. Hebrews 12 and 1. Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses. Say, what's that cloud, Bishop? We're going to find out who they are in a moment. They were these other evolutionaries. and say, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us and let us run with endurance somebody say i have to last the race that is set before us verse 2 looking unto jesus the author and the finisher of our faith who for the joy that was set before him endured somebody say he lasted endured the cross despised the shame and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of god father customize tailor make this message over these next few moments for us your people that we would walk as evolutionaries and today your desire is that our faith would be elevated so that we can evolve and you thank you for it in jesus name everybody at the eleven fifteen said amen. amen would you give jesus one more praise before you grab a seat today 
You can be seated in the presence of the Lord. We are in week three of this series about who Jesus is, who I am, and who you are. Uh, we are evolutionaries, and to evolve is to go through the process of continuous change from a lower state to a higher state. Here's what you need to know about God. God never leaves things be. He always makes things better. And so the moment you become a Christian, you got to get ready for your life to radically change in a great way. God's not happy if you are one stand as a one. He wants you to evolve to a two and a three and a four. He is the God that takes us from faith to faith, from glory to glory and level to level. And that means you're going to have to learn how to stretch. And I think there's some people at this 1115, I'm coming out of the gate firing that say, I'm going to stretch right now. My faith being stretched, my mentality's being stretched, my attitude's being stretched. Well, that's because you are evolving. Somebody say, I'm evolving. Today, God wants to stir our faith through this message to elevate so that you can evolve. And for your faith to elevate, your faith has to be fed the word. That's why the scripture says faith comes by hearing, which means whatever we repeatedly hear, we will eventually believe. Grow up your whole life hearing that you're dumb and you're this and you're that. You're going to believe that. But grow up and believe that you, uh, you're the head and not the tail, above and never beneath. And that's why being in a life-giving church like Harvest is so important because you need to receive life-giving messages that will retrain your brain and refocus you so that you will know who God created you to be so you may be everything that or you may have done everything they said you did but you are not who they say you are why Bishop because if any man is in Christ all things have passed away all things are made new faith comes by hearing so sometimes uh, we can see people in the Bible church and we can forget that they had insecurities just like us Fears just like us, struggles just like us, unresolved issues, doubts, made dumb decisions, and even felt like failures at times just like us. Anybody you ever felt like a failure? Anybody you ever felt, oh my God, that was a dumb decision. Why did I do that? You, you, you ever looked at yourself and got mad at yourself to the point to where you didn't even want to be with you? We've all done that, but that's the same way it was for people that we read about in the Bible. They were just like us, uh, but they chose to be evolutionaries. And Hebrews chapter 12 calls them a great cloud of witnesses. And they are listed in Hebrews chapter 11. It's often called the Hall of Fame of Faith, but I want to rename it today. It's the Hall of Evolutionaries. People like Abel and Enoch and Noah, Abraham, Sarah, Isaac, Jacob, Moses, Moses' mother, the Israelites, Gideon, Barak. Rock, Samson, Jephthah, David, Samuel, and the prophets. Now you may say, Bishop Roman, I know a couple of those names. I don't know all of those people. That's okay. Today's speed dating. We're just doing a quick introduction. Check it out. Uh, when we study their lives, we'll discover that they became evolutionaries because they had four things in common about their faith. How many church? Four. Here's the first one. They had faith to live. They had faith to live. Now watch this. Uh, Romans 12 uh, and verse number three, it says this. But to think soberly, to be part of the verse, as God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. Sometimes we may say, Bishop, I don't have faith. No, you do have faith. Sometimes your faith is misplaced. Because the reality is, is we all have been dealt the measure of faith, the Bible says, which means when you were born and came into the earth, you were given the ability to live by faith. Now, notice it says the measure of faith, and the means that we all have the same measure of faith, which means you have the same measure as your neighbor has. What we do with it is the difference. 
Luke 17, 6, Jesus tells us what that measure of faith is. He calls it a mustard seed. And mustard seeds are very interesting because they're one millimeter in diameter, yet that one millimeter in diameter seed can produce a great tree. Here's what it means for us practically. It means that uh, it's actions that you and I take based on what we believe that are big in hope, but small in scope. There are actions that you and I take based on what we believe that are big in hope, but small in scope. See, faith is not just what I believe. Faith is what I do because of what I believe. Are you hearing me, church? Now, uh, they produce incredible results for us. For example, one of those names we mentioned from the Hall of Evolutionaries was Abraham. Now, Abraham has this interesting story. His story is chronicled in the book of Genesis, Genesis, the beginning of things. And in Abraham's story, Abraham has a father. His name, his father's name is Terah, T-E-R-A-H. And Terah, the scripture tells us, his name means wild goat and loiterer. Check it out. He acts like an animal and he stands around talking about it, but never being about it. Okay, if you look in your bloodline, there are some people that acted like wild animals and they always talk the talk, but never walk to walk. But let me tell you who you are. You are the interruption to the dysfunction in your bloodline. You are the curse breaker in your bloodline. You are the line crosser in your bloodline. Slap your neighbor, high five, say you're an evolutionary. So check it out. God tells Abraham, he says, get out of your father's country from around your bloodline. Now check it out. His father died at the end of Genesis 11. God says, get away from him in Genesis 12. What does that mean, Bishop? He said, Abraham, the reason you're going to have difficulty living by faith is because you keep consulting bloodline that has never crossed a boundary about how to cross a boundary. You keep consulting the cursed about how to be blessed. You keep cons uh, consulting those that have never accomplished anything about how to accomplish something. So he says, I need you, Abraham, to get away from your bloodline and go to Canaan. Canaan uh, would be known as the promised land. Here's the trip. Here's the thing about it. People move all the time. Got it? So it was small in scope, big in hope, because all he knew was people that acted crazy and talked a good game but never walked a good game. I think somebody at this 1115 can relate to that. You, you know people that have talked a wonderful game, but they have never walked that game out. That's why you were born. You were born for the time you were needed most so you could be an evolutionary. Say your name. Say, I'm an evolutionary. Okay, the children of Israel are listed in this hall of evolutionaries. Here's what's significant. God says, walk through the Red Sea. Now, you got to just, just check this out for a moment. Now, I don't know about you. Um, but, uh, you know, I like water in controlled environments. I can swim. But I prefer to be in water where I can stand. Now, don't judge me. Don't look down on me. Some of you still kill spiders with air freshener. Don't look down on me. You know what I mean? You just be drowning. It's going to be the best smelling spider in Denver. Now, uh, I prefer that type of water. Now imagine the Red Sea. We don't know how deep it was. We just know that the Bible calls it a sea, which means a sea is a lot of water to see. So now God says, Moses, put your hands up. When you put your hands up, he says, I'm going to part the water. Okay. We've never seen that done before. And I need y'all to start walking through the, through the sea. <laughs> Wait a minute, God. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the trip. Small in scope, big in hope. People walk all the time. 
People don't walk through where there used to be sea all the time. Small in scope, big in hope, produces big results. So check it out. Walk through the Red Sea. People walk all the time. So they now had to hear what he said and then walk on what he said. And it was small in scope, but big in hope. Because just imagine, just let's be honest, 11:15. If you're walking and, you know, first miracle is, okay, it's dry ground. All right, that's cool. But these walls of water are on either side. Could you imagine if you were walking with somebody that walked slow? I mean, just imagine for just a moment. I mean, could you? So wait a minute. Hold on. I got to walk and wait on her to come and wait on him. What if these walls of water come crashing down? Which means they had to have faith to keep on walking. And they couldn't pay attention to what they were seeing, which is why 2 Corinthians 5, 7 says we walk or live by faith and not by sight. Sight means senses. As evolutionaries, we cannot rely on what we can taste, on what we can touch, on what we can smell, on what we can hear, on what we can see, because that's not the way we're supposed to walk. We're supposed to walk by faith and not by sight, which means senses. And you know why? Senses provide certainty. If you grew up in church, you heard a preacher say something like this. Fear is the opposite of faith. Anybody ever heard that? Okay, that's wrong. I'll tell you why. Certainty is the opposite of faith. What, what do you mean, Bishop? I don't need faith to say this is a wood pallet. Why? It's a wood pallet. How did I know that? I saw it. Then I touched it. I didn't need faith to do that. Check it. This is a bottle of water. The appropriate bottle of water to drink because the other ones taste like soft drinks. I'm just playing. But you have to admit, just let me side message here, that some of that bottle of water tastes like they made it in the same place. They made Pepsi and Coke. And you got a little aftertaste. No witnesses, none? Okay, all right. All right back to our regularly scheduled message. This bottle, I can touch it. I can see it. In a, middle, in a minute, if I open the top, I could drink it. I don't need faith to believe this is water. I need faith if he says that's water. No, sir. No, that's a coaster. But God calls things that be not. As though they were. Which means the opposite of faith is certainty because I have to believe in something I cannot see. I cannot sense. Are you here? Watch this. The truth is, living by faith always involves risk, uncertainty, pressure, discomfort, and even fear. And in fact, when you sense fear, it is an indicator you are about to use faith. So here's where fear comes into the equation. Because I'm uncertain, I now have fear because I do not know and I do not understand. So it's my uncertainty that produces fear. But fear in itself is simply a product of my uncertainty. When you step into a new environment, you may have uncertainty. It produces fear, but it's not the opposite of faith. Your, uncertain, your certainty is the opposite of faith. So for everybody that's a control freak, where you've been stretching, as God is saying, you don't have certainty about this. 
but you have to keep on walking anyhow. We live by faith, not by sight. So check it out. Hebrews 11 and 1 makes this so much plainer for us. Hebrews, Hebrews 11 and 1. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things what? Not seen. Now, that word, that word, that word, uh, that word uh, evidence is the Greek word, which means test or pressure. Check it out, church. Which means the pressure and the test that you feel in life are designed to push you to faith. But here's what happens for us. When we begin to go through pressure, when we begin to go through tests, instead of pushing forward, we often draw back. Why? Because we're uncertain. And because we're uncertain, rather than walking forward by faith, we will pull back through doubt. I wish I had a witness right through here. Okay, watch this. So pressure's designed to push you to faith, but most people have it backwards, so they don't live by faith. Let me give you an example. So here's what we do. We'll say, when I get more money, I'll give faithfully. Not realizing that the pressure of the financial tribulation you're in is designed to push you to be a faithful giver. Okay. As soon as my wife starts acting right, I'm going to treat her right. Not realizing that you got it backwards. The pressure you're feeling of the contention in your home is designed to get you to walk by faith. Not in them, but faith in him. Let, 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 me, let me see if I say this another way. Uh, uh, say, I must live by faith, not by senses. See, you want to see it, know it. How are you going to do it? And God says, I'm not telling you anything. Just follow the instruction. If you're a control freak, anybody that knows that, come on. Come on, 1115. You're at Harvest. You don't have to lie. Okay, watch this. Now, look at your neighbor and say, you really deep in it. Say, because you didn't raise your hand. You didn't raise your hand. You really deep in it. You're so much a control freak. I'm not raising my hand because you told me to. You really are a control freak. But God says, here's how it works. You cannot walk by what you sense because your senses are operating off of certainty. And God says, watch this. You're acting like a mere human when you act that way. And you and I are not mere humans. We are supernatural. Why? Because the God that is supernatural, the God that spoke to nothing and created everything, the God that can make the impossible possible, that same God lives in us. And if you're not a Christian yet in a moment, that same God that lives in us is going to live in you, which means we shouldn't live as regular people. We shouldn't live expecting the expected. We should live expecting the unexpected because we serve the God that can do everything and anything just because he can. So these guys, these ladies, they lived by faith. But here's the second thing. They had the faith to lay aside. They had the faith to live. They had the faith to lay aside. Say the faith to lay aside. Now, now watch this, watch this. Uh, this these steps are going to become increasingly tough when it comes to applying in our everyday life, okay? So first, you, you mean to tell me, Bishop, I can't trust senses. I have to just follow the instructions, okay? So watch this. So that means even when my senses say, I think I'm going to sit church out this Sunday, faith says, get up and follow the instructions. Amen. Forsake not the assembling of yourselves together. Amen. When you want to let somebody have it, Oh, y'all, okay, I'm coming down your road. I'll jump off into your Kool-Aid in a minute. What's the flavor? Now, in case you don't understand the joke behind that, like, well, if red's not a flavor, we know. That's the joke. 
was in Colorado Springs, and they said, grape? <laughs> I said, no, that's not the appropriate answer. Y'all, this air is too thin up here. It's just too thin. So, 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 so watch this. It means I don't go off of what I sense. I go off of what he says. And even if what he says doesn't look like it's anything close to happening in my life, I don't, because I'm an evolutionary, I can't choose to go off of what I sense. Got it? I, watch this. I can't choose to go off of how I feel. Let me prove it to you. Because one day you're going to feel some type of way. Some of y'all yesterday, you're like, I'm just feeling some type of way. And you know what that made you do? It made you change what you were going to do because you sensed. I wish I had a witness here. You, you walked by feelings. But I think you're sitting next to an evolutionary. I think you're sitting next to somebody that says, yesterday was the last day. I'm going to live by what I see and what I sense. But from this day forward, baby, if Abraham did it, if Esau did it, if the people in the scripture did it, watch me do it. But then they had the faith to lay aside. Hebrews 12, 1. Therefore, we also, since we're surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses, these other evolutionaries that we sped, sped through to just get their names let us lay aside every weight. And there's the problem for most of us because we're good at laying aside some weight, just not every weight. And the sin which so easily ensnares us or gets in our way and let us run the race with endurance, the race that is set before us. See, check this out. Sometimes it's not wrong, but it is a weight. Okay, let me give you an example. Uh, in the scripture, they had to lay aside any weight that got in the way of God being first. That to lay it aside. It's not that it was wrong. It just was in the way of God being first. Okay. And, 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 and there's these five T's I've given us that, that speak to this point so, so profoundly uh, with great profundity. And I believe that your erudite neighbor that is sitting next to you will appreciate the pedagogical influence that I'm getting ready to bring to you. What is he talking about? It's going to make good sense in a minute. Five T's. Say five T's. First is time. That's church attendance. See, anything that gets in the way of me being faithful to church is a weight. And it may not be wrong, but it is a weight. So I have to do what? Lay it aside. Got it? Have you ever noticed how certain people call you on a Sunday morning when you're getting ready to church with all of their drama? You need to lay aside that weight. Bishop, well, how do I do it? Don't answer the phone or put it on. Do not disturb. Time. Talent, serving in the church. Serving is a privilege, not a right. We get to serve. We don't have to serve. We get to use our lives to change the lives of other people. Our testimony, inviting people to church. See, if your fear of somebody rejecting you uh, makes you not invite them to church, it's a weight. Got quiet. Our thirst, our prayer, praise, and worship. If your fear of your neighbor looking at you because you clap and shout, I'm here to tell you, your neighbor can't get you a breakthrough. Your neighbor can't heal your body. Your neighbor can't open a door no man can shut. So even if I'm offbeat, you better just let me do my offbeat dance because my praise is not for you. My praise is for the God that's got the ability to get something done for me. Time, talent, thirst, testimony, and treasure. That's giving of our tithes, offerings, and first fruits faithfully. So if something gets in the way, and love ours, if something gets in the way of that, it's a weight. So you may say, well, Bishop, I, I just got to get these bills paid. I, I just got to get these bills paid. God understands. He understands that you have too much weight. 
Because if you study these people's lives, they had to lay aside weight so that God was always first. What would happen in your life is from this day forward, you laid aside every weight and God was always first in those five T's. Let's just go through them. He said, basically, we went through them fast. I promise you there'll be in another message in the next month or so. Time, talent, thirst, testimony, treasure. See, they rhyme five T's. They're not rhyme, but they're five T's. See, you remember them. So you remember them, five T's. Let's do it one more again. Time. One more time, Lynn Fatim. One more time. One more time. We're going to start with time. Go. Uh huh. Yes. See? I added a little sound effect and y'all got lost. You're like, uh, uh, Jesus. Jesus. Time. Talent. First, testimony, treasure. Anything that gets in the way of that is a weight that has to be laid aside. And sometimes those weight will be family members. They'll be relatives. They'll be friends. They'll be co-workers. They'll be your own mentality. Sometimes you got to look at it and say, it's not that you're wrong, but you are in the way. And here's the deal. We think we have to have this big old knockdown, drag out meeting. Mm -mm. This table's in my way. There's some stuff you're like, it's just going to be so hard. No, it's not. Just move it. Move. Get out the way. Say, lay aside every weight. You need to lay aside that discouragement. It's in the way. You need to lay aside people who aren't trying to evolve. They're in the way. You need to lay aside the thought that you're never going to make it. It's in the way. You need to lay aside your thoughts of rejection. They are in the way. But then he said, and the sin. Sin is anything we do that God hates. He hates it because he hurt, it hurts us. Okay? So now, I'm going to use the same example I gave at the 915. The reason God says that you shouldn't have sex before marriage is because, and I'm not beating nobody up, okay? But it's because God says, you did that predicated upon the belief they're going to stick around. The problem is, when you do that, you are now giving them to you and you to them. And all of who they've been with is in you. And all of who you've been with is in them. So the reason you can't think straight and make good decisions is because you got 439 people on the inside of you. Y'all not saying nothing. You, you, you got some of everybody. Tyrone, Craig, Billy, Billy Jean. You got Michael. You got everybody in you. And you're trying to figure out why you can't focus and why you can't get things done. And God says, the reason I hate it is because it hurts you. Uh, it's not that I'm trying to keep you from having fun. It's because it's hurting you. That, that's what sin is. Sin is anything that God hates. And God's like, I hate it because it's hurting you. You. <laughs> it's, it's hurting it's hurting you. So, so, so God says, when you find out it's wrong, lay it aside. You don't have to sit there and negotiate. Just lay it aside. What if what you were holding on to, you overestimated the value of because you underestimated the value of who you could evolve into? Bishop, if I drop this friendship that the truth be told, I just keep them around to have something to do. Well, who am I gonna? Who am I gonna hang out with? Who's gonna, who's gonna be my friends? <laughs> who, what, what am I gonna do? Could it be that you overvalue the chickens you're around, and you undervalue the eagle you could become? 
But you, you're an evolutionary. A lot of my analogies and examples in today's message are going to involve the people around you because our lives are nothing more than the sum total of who we're around. I don't care how much you come in here and get to work, get to work, get to work, get to work, get to work. If you go back and talk to Larry, Curly, and Mo, the Three Stooges, then they will slowly talk you out of the life you received in here. So you have to check who you're around to make sure they're feeding life into your life. So then Sunday you get life, Wednesday you get life, and then now every day you listen to the messages, you get life, and the people you're around are giving you life. So they're not killing you softly. They had the faith to lay aside. They had the faith to live, the faith to lay aside. Now here's this next one. It's going to get tougher. Somebody say tougher. They had the faith to love. Now, in case you don't know, it takes faith to love some folk. Some folk, it's easy to love. They're nice. They're polite. They're respectful. But some folks, not so much. And here's why. Galatians 5 and 6, the latter part of the verse. We'll read the whole thing, but the latter part is what I'm focus on. For in Jesus Christ, neither circumcision avails no, uh, n- anything, nor uncircumcision. Now I'm saying Jew versus non-Jew. But faith which works by love. That word works is a Greek word, energeo, which simply means that our faith is fueled by love. So check it out. The reason you and I run into people problems is to get us offended So then we're not walking in love. We're walking in offense. So guess what has no fuel? Our faith. Got it? Matter of fact, watch this. Uh, We can't love and be offended at the same time. And let me talk about me just for a moment. Let me talk about me. I've noticed from previous experiences that when I'm walking by faith to do something big, I've experienced people problems aimed at getting me offended. You know, to be offended. You're annoyed based on a perceived insult. You're angry. You're mistrustful. You're frustrated. And then I would tense up and I'd talk myself out of taking the faith steps so I would then forfeit what my faith had been fighting for. You missed it. You cannot get offended with people because it's going to stop you from walking in love, which is going to stop your faith from working. You are an air freshener, so don't get offended when other people stink. That's what we're for. In fact, I came to tell somebody the people problems you've been facing are an indication that evolution is upon you. Just, just, just think about it for a minute. Let me, let, me just, let me slow it down, okay? Let's slow it down. Let's back it up. Back it up, slow it down, back it up. Anybody had some people challenges the last 30 days? Somebody lied on you, talked about you, misrepresented information, had a corner conversation while smiling? Well, us this. Well, us this. And, and so what happens is, clearly this section is had to happen. Um, so check this out. So what happens is, If faith is fueled by love, the goal is to get you offended. And here's the problem with getting offended. You're giving valuable to the invaluable. But what do you mean the invaluable? Mm -hmm. You're giving value to something that has no value. You, You know what I love about Jesus is while they were spitting on him and talking about him and all of that, he just stood there. Save yourself. So here's what you need to do the next time somebody tries to pull you into some people problems or offend you 
or, or lies on you or whatever. Here's what you need to do. You want to know your response? Love that. You're not pulling me into your pig pen to fight with you. Because if I get offended by you, and now I got an attitude, my faith won't work. And here's the trip. You wasn't going nowhere anyhow. I was on my evolution track. So I got pulled off the highway to come on the side of the road because of you. You must be crazy. I need you to shake your neighbor's arm like you're going to shake it off and say, I refuse to be offended. Yet you're not going to make me get angry with you. You're not going to make me have a bad attitude with you. I choose love because my faith works by love. Not going to make me do it. No. You can have your little attitude on your face all you want. And you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to keep on smiling. Why? Because he who has begun a good work in me shall perfect it or evolve it until the day of Christ Jesus. Why? All things work together for the good of them that love him and are called according to his purpose. I won't get offended. And if you read the scripture, people did things to these people in the hall of evolutionaries that would make your neighbor, the old them, speak in known tongues. Known tongues are languages that involve a plethora of words that range from four letters to 12 letters in that range. Now, I know some people are like, Bishop, that's so real. If we can't be real here, if we can't tell the truth here, if this gospel's real, it's real, and it works in here, and it works with the truth. Now, just let me check the room. How many people do you have some people problems in the last 30 days? Guess what? Now you know why. It was an indication evolution was upon you. And the goal was to pull you into offense. Pull you into anger. Pull you into mistrust and distrust. And instead, you need to be like Jesus. Do what you must do quickly. Because I'm evolving. They had the faith to live. What was the second one? They had the faith to lay aside. Here's the third one. They had the faith to love. Here's the fourth and final one. They had the faith to last. And this is the toughest one. If you look over your life, we often start stuff. But if we're honest, all of us have some areas where we've not quite finished. And that was true as of yesterday. But I dare somebody that believes that lay hands on yourself and say, I have the faith to last. Hebrews 12, 2. Here it is. Looking unto Jesus. Look at him. Which means pay attention to what he did. The author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross, despised the shame, and then he took a seat because he finished. Your neighbor is used to taking seats because they're tired. Not because they've finished. And if you're going to be an evolutionary, you're going to have to keep walking while you're tired. You're going to have to keep fighting while you're tired. 
You're going to have to keep pressing while you're tired. You're going to have to keep leading while you're bleeding. Look at the verse. It says, look at him. He's the author and finisher of what? Our faith. He had some joy set before him. So what did he do? He endured. What does that mean? He lasted. Now just think about it. Just think about it for a moment. You got all these people you've helped. All these people you've healed. All these people you've changed their life. All these people you've made all these great impact in uh, and, and the quality of life they have and changed their story and did all of that. And now, these same people. Crucify him! Kill him! Get him, Carol Ann! Get him! Step into the light, Carol Ann! Step into the light! Yes, they deserve to die. And I... Oh, you don't know that movie time to kill okay and Jesus is enduring this he's enduring it he's lasting they're taunting him and you're God you somebody you're an evolutionary you just serve at that church all the time you're just faithful to that church all the time And the trip about it is you're like, well, God, why are you forsaking me? God says, I'm not forsaking you. You just need faith to last. See, part of your evolutionary process is the old you has to be crucified. That version of you has to die. So you have to have the faith to last while the old you is dying. At the hands of the people that you helped. Some of you, when you leave church today, you need to send out some thank you cards. Why? Because it's the people that came against you that helped to kill the old you to spawn you into the evolved you. You wouldn't be at church today if it wasn't for something that somebody used to crucify you. You wouldn't pray like you do today if it wasn't something that came against you. It wasn't your mountaintops that made you spiritual. It was your valleys that made you spiritual. Jesus, he's... He's lasting. They're beating him for something he didn't do. That's how you know you really got faith. When you can keep pressing. And the stuff people are saying, it's not that it's the truth you didn't want to get out. They're just making it up. They're beating him for something he did not do. And they beat him and they spit on him. And they treat him like dirt. You know what? He laughs. He laughs. And then they put him up on the cross. And then to add insult to injury, one of the guys taunts him. The other guy was like, you don't have a clue who you're hanging next to. He's hanging. While he's hanging, I bet you, because see, he's 100% God, 100% man. So much God you can't believe he's man, so much man you can't believe he's God. There's a term for it, the anthropos, the God-man. I bet you his humanity was like, all of this, but they're worth it. So I have the faith to last because you may see me down today, but give me three days and I'm coming back with all power in my hand. Mr. Foreman, what are you trying to say this? Many people start good, but then they drift Because you can start on adrenaline and excitement, but it's faith when you finish. We can all start on excitement. 
I gave him this analogy this morning. I'll use it. And I'm getting ready to close. You know, I was trying to figure out where I was. I know I just, I just kind of random there. I don't know. Uh, here it is, church. Uh, anybody in your dating history of life? So we got to go all the way back. To, <laughs> somebody, somebody said the 1930s. <laughs> Perhaps that's, that's where we're going for you. That means you got some experience. <laughs> now, amen. Amen. <laughs> Let's go back to your dating history. Now, even if you're married, just go here for a minute. Husbands, wives, just lose some. Lose, let lose your hold for a moment. Because I know some of you are like, you better not be thinking about that. Dude, but you, who are you thinking about? Baby, it was 40 years ago. You still remember his name? Just relax. Chill out. Just relax. <laughs> What's this? <laughs> oh! Okay, what's this? So, 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 so think back. You maybe met somebody and you were excited. It was adrenaline. And watch this. And if you were churched or if you were spiritual at all, you'd spiritualize everything. They like red. I had a red t-shirt on that day. Thank you! They like peanut butter and jelly. I like making peanut butter and jelly. Confirmation. They go to the same contact place I do. This is the Lord's will. You could get into something because of adrenaline and, and excitement. But then give it about 90 days. Somebody call you, where is so-and-so? Anybody ever had something similar to that in your dating history? All the way back, all the way back. Wow, this whole section needs deliverance. I didn't see any hands up. I'm joking. Most of us could understand that. You, you got excited about something. You got excited about someone. You got excited about something, and you started well, but you didn't finish. What's the point, Bishop? Faith gives you the ability to last, even when it's challenging. Faith gives you the ability to last even when you want to give up. Faith will talk to you in your office, in your bathroom, looking in the mirror while you're driving down the street. And when your humanity says give up, faith will say you have come too far to turn back now. I got to close it because I'm out of time. But I think there's some people in this place that have the faith to last, which means I don't just start. Baby, I finish. I'm like the energizer bunny. I just keep going and going and going. Why? Because he did not start something in me, not to finish it in me. I have the faith to last even when it's tough. And I have the faith to end because I'm out of time. Today, you can be seated if you're in this worship experience and you've never given your life to Jesus.
all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Don't forget that your skin is your largest organ, and the sun can be your skin's worst enemy. Dermatologist-recommended Neutrogena products offer the ultimate protection for your skin. From makeup remover wipes to Hydro Boost Water Gel Facial Moisturizer, BJ's has your entire lineup of Neutrogena skincare products. And now through December 3rd, save $4 on any Neutrogena product at BJ's. Love your skin back and save now through December 3rd, only at BJ's.